All right, welcome to episode 14 of the MoWiff 3 Up 3 Down podcast. I am your host, Cam Smith. I have a special guest with me today as Adam is out. Stepping in in his place is the commissioner of MoWiff, Josh Rogers. Josh, fresh off your surgery, how are you? Uh, a little robotic for <laughs> the time, for the foreseeable future, actually. But um, other than that, doing good, man. That is good doing? to hear. Hopefully, uh, you got a speedy recovery ahead of you, and uh, you can get back out there on the field with us next year. But I know you'll be rooting on the Empire uh, for the rest of the way, as right now you guys do hold a playoff spot, which we're going to talk about in our first segment. We're going to go over our playoff race, and then our second topic, we will talk about some individual stats, like who's kind of leading the league and average and so on and so forth. And then we'll go into some team stats and um, might even compare a little bit and or just talk about the difference between last year and this year with the team stats, because it's been quite the change. Um, Josh, are you ready? Let's go. All right, let's get into it. First up, we have the playoff race. All right, Josh, let's start with your division first. Yeah. Uh, you are in the UCC STL division. Um, you know, I'll let you start because it is your division, and uh, and I'll let you take take first reins on, on what do you want to say about this uh, playoff race. Yeah, so it's, it's really a race for last place at this point. Um, you know, Thunderbirds, they've – clinched a playoff spot and i believe i don't think we've announced it yet we haven't announced it yet but so let's they, just stay here. they have clinched uh the one seed is that correct yep yep it is correct so they they, they are have, one so they have one game left they yeah. have they need one point or an archer's loss to clinch the number one seed throughout the entire playoffs for home field advantage for the whole correct. time yes. yeah so i mean they have that under control. Um, you know, Melonheads are sitting in second place with 12 points. Uh, we are behind them um, with seven. And then Pilots have just one win under their belt against us, the Empire, with uh, just two points under their belt. So really, it's a race between us and the Pilots to see who's going to get that last spot in the playoffs. I mean, the Melonheads could kind of fall off. They have seven games left. But... And seven very tough games. Yeah, you were, you and I think you and I were talking about it last week um, at the field. Um, they play you, they play Archers. They play, I know one of the other teams in my division. I'm not sure which. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they have a tough road ahead of them, so they could lose out or they could just split for the most part. But um, I see them holding on to that second spot as we only have three games left. Um, pilots, you know, they just need their their pitching to to come forward and stay consistent. You know, I, I we saw touches of it last week with Adam. Adam definitely looked a ton better. Like I yeah. was really excited for him because I know he's he just wants to figure it out and just um, be one of the top guys, especially for his own team. So um, I'm trying to look up their schedule real quick. Yeah, Adam looked really well, and I talked to him during that last start after that first inning he had, and I said, Adam, just – there was one pitch that you threw where I was just like, that's it right there. Like, just throw that pitch the rest of the night. Find that pitch, 
And once you get that rolling and you're comfortable in throwing that first strike, then you can work off of it. But I'm like, don't even try anything else. Just go right yeah. after it with that one pitch. If they hit it, they hit it. But it beats walking, guys. Uh, but he did. He looked uh, significantly better, uh, which is always good to see. You know, the absence yeah. of Brett has really hurt them so far this season. So you right. got to think if they get Brett back, they can they can really make a push for you guys in that playoff spot. It's going to be close. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule now. Yeah, I know they got two against us. Two against the Archers. Yeah. Um, Then they have the Melonheads, which, I mean, that's a great divisional matchup. And then they end their season with one game against me. So that's a game that that game could come down to to uh, the last playoff spot. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of where the UCC division stands. You know, Thunderbirds have control of pretty much the league right now. Um, yeah. But, you know, I just see it between, you know, fighting for last place between us and the pilots to see who gets that last spot with the UCC STL division. Yeah, it's been, it's been an exciting race knowing that, you know, it could come down to that. I mean, even, like I said, even the Melonhead mm-hmm. schedule is tough too. So, uh, there is a potential that you guys could pass them. I, it, like you said, it's going to be tough, but I don't uh, even know my schedule. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> they've they've hit the ball really well, so you gotta you gotta expect that to continue. Um, yeah, we have three games left: two against the Archers, and then that last game against the Pilots. So it's going to come down to that last game for us, at least to yeah, at least hold on to that third spot. Yeah, you know, Jason's got to love that. I'm sure he'll be. He'll be talking a lot lately. Hopefully uh, my team can take two from him this week. We'll see. We need, we need two wins. We're in the bottom of our division. So we'll switch on over. Yeah. And we'll talk about the feather shark division. Uh, It is very, very close up and down. Um, The archers are sitting in a good position. Um, They're sitting at the top, but I know, you know, this week, uh, Jordan is uh, gonna miss this week. Oh, and yeah, did not know that. Yeah, so I know we tried to get the time switched, and uh, it just didn't work out because other teams had conflicts, so we couldn't switch the games. Um, he was only gonna be able to make one game if we would have switched. It's like he would have been able to make the six, but not the seven. So either way, he was missing some time. Uh, let's see, they play. And they play you guys this week. Yeah. So, so you get you get the archers without Jordan and Rory, who's on a he's not thrown at a hundred percent. So right. you know, you guys could easily squeak out a win or two there. Uh, it's possible. Roy still pitched really Ooh. well despite being a little bit banged up. Right. But, but after Rory, I mean they have Brian Hunter that can <clears throat> you know throw his knuckleball here and there, but that could be interesting for us. That could be an interesting knuckleball knuckleball matchup with him and Jimmy. <laughs> that could definitely could. Um, but no, yeah, no, so yeah, <laughs> they are um, they're sitting at the top right now. They do control this division. Uh, it's up to them what they do with it. Um, the Mojo are right behind them, uh, and then the Mambas, like, right on their tail. And then, you know, they've all played more games than the Bombers at this point. And right. we're right there, too. If we, you know, we were all, like, tied. And uh, now 
the Bombers playing less games and with the Mojo winning their last two games and the Mambas winning their last two games, it's really putting pressure on us. Like now we have to go out here and win our next two games to stay right. in that playoff race. Cause it's, this division is going to be very tough because there's going to be a really good team that doesn't make the playoffs. I feel awful for that team too. Cause they're going to have, <laughs> and we've all talked about, they're going to have more points than whoever's in third place in our division, which could be us, could be pilots, whatever. They're going to have more points than us and possibly even more points than second place. Melonheads. Yeah. And, so. and you know, we I talked about, I sent you a text about that the other day. Me and Cole had talked about it. Um, and it's, it's very possible that every team in our division does have more points than the Melonheads only for one reason. It's going to be very tough for that to happen, but because the Melonheads have a lot of games against our division and we, every team in our division needs the wins. Yeah. Like we can't afford to drop one game. Yeah. So you might see instances where an ace is throwing both games against the Melonheads to try to get wins. Right. Um, but you never know. They're a good hitting team. And uh, Jason's looked really good on the mound. If they can get Spencer there, which I know he'll be there this week. Uh, he's a big asset for them on the mound. Um, so it's going to make, they're going to really kind of control who does and doesn't make it out of our division because they can play spoiler, <laughs> which I'm sure they would love. Uh, yeah. They would absolutely love that. You know that. Yeah. But I know, you know, we've, me and Cole have talked about it a million times and I'm sure like everybody knows it, but um, cause even me and Adam have talked about it on here. This division is going to come down to the last week. Uh, Which is what I want. Yeah. That, and, I want it to be exciting. So I think I'm, it'll be very exciting. It's going to be a play. It's playoff games. Are, playoffs are already started for us. Yeah. Um, and we, everybody has to just keep winning and come down to man, one game. It's going to be exciting. And right now, um, you know, the archers are at the top. So they're, they're definitely feeling the most confident, most comfortable, especially, you know, with Jordan. Uh, right. But also the, uh, the Mambas had a big, um, they got an extra point for their, for one of their losses in the first week of the season. And that could really come back to bite all of us because, yeah, sure. because they have that point. And, you know, even though we might all have the same record or, or close to it, they're, they have that one extra point that could put them ahead of us come like come the end of the season. Yeah. But you know, I'm looking at the mom of the schedule right now. They, they got Melonheads uh, the 25th. So in two weeks, but then they have you guys twice or, or no, they have Mojo twice. So that's going to be a tough matchup. That, for them. that series is going to be huge. If one team sweeps that it could be deadly for the other team. Yeah. And then you, Oh God, I love it. The last week you versus your brother. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, the the Mojo schedule is very tough. I know they got, like you said, they had two against uh, the Mambas. Um, man, I don't remember who the rest of their schedule is, um, but it's – I'm getting there. It's – I know they have – the Mojo had the toughest schedule remaining in our division. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They face you guys. Yeah, they have a series against us, the Mambas. And then they round out with the Archers. Yeah, oh, which – if the archers have it locked up, maybe Jordan doesn't pitch that last week. So it could be good for them, but you know, it could be a close race for the one seed and Jordan might have to pitch to get the one seed, or maybe Jordan just wants to stay fresh and get some innings in and maybe him and Rory split it just to see what happens. Yeah. And and Rory can do just as good a job. And 
yeah, it's it's gonna be a wild ride to the finish, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be on the sidelines for the whole thing, so it'll yeah, be fun to watch. <laughs> it it is, and uh, I'm sure everybody else watching will enjoy it too. It's gonna get heated, uh, especially in those last couple of weeks. A lot of divisional games coming up, for sure. Uh, all right, Josh, anything else on the playoff race? No, man. I think we touched it all. Like, I mean, Feather Shark, you guys are all at 12 games except for you guys. You're at 10. Yeah. But, you know. We'll, we'll be at 12 after this week, and, and, and yeah, the Archers will be more. But. but the way our schedule is, you know, we have half the league has a bye every week. But um, I love the race on your guys' side. And, you know, Thunderbirds are just, you know. They're the Thunderbirds. They're just holding on tight to that top spot. So it'll be yeah, fun. And they just get to sit back and watch until for the next four weeks. Cause there's only five weeks left to play yeah. and you know, everyone will play on that fifth week. So the, the Thunderbirds have four weeks off. And most of what, two or three of those were bye weeks for them. They got rained out. They got pushed back. So yeah, correct. This, so this would not have been their ending, but it it's, it's going to be their ending. Yeah. And you know, that could, uh, that could hurt them, but you know, I don't really see it playing as a factor is there. No, that one, that one game will be a warm up for playoffs for them. Yeah. And That's they had, yeah. and which is what we wanted. We wanted to make sure that, you know, what happened to the melon heads last year didn't happen this year and right. where a team didn't have, five bye weeks in a row coming into the playoffs, which would yeah. have happened if they used rainouts. Right. So that would have been bad. So good news for them. Um, but like we saw Tony take, he, they had a couple weeks off and then he played last week and right away, he's first inning. He threw like, he threw like nine pitches in the first inning, all strikes. It yeah. was insane. That was awesome. So, all right, Josh, next up we have our individual stats and leaders. All right, Josh, let's start with our hitters. Let's let's just start by, is there anyone who statistically wise or not, or just eye test, uh, has anyone really surprised or stood out to you as a, since you're our commissioner? So I'm not big on the stats like you and Sam and some of the other guys are. Like I don't yeah, sit love there and, and- I look at it every uh, Friday morning, baby. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> like I, I just, I never have been and, but- as I'm looking at it, uh, seeing Ryan Brown at the top at, at everything, you know, he had a huge week against the Mojo when both Sam and Josh were out. Yep. Um, so, like, obviously his his stats are a little skewed from that, but he's at the top of four of the big categories: batting average, slugging, on base, and uh, OPS. So yeah, he's, t- he's top three in hits. Right. So I mean, that was a big surprise to me. Um, you know, after facing, uh, did we face the Thunderbirds last week? See, that's how great my memory is. That's probably why I don't look at stats. Um, no, we didn't face Thunderbirds, but after watching John Willenbrink put on a show last week, I was excited to see his name at the top of a few lists, um, on here. And, you know, I actually clicked on his and his name for all of his stats and he, he is killing it. In his first yeah. year in the lift. just I mean he had a huge week against or a huge week that was against us last week I'm just I'm not with it but um hit for the cycle last week so yeah those he two leads, and he both... leads the league in hits right and he, he has, has 20, 20 he has 29 and the next guy is Ryan Brown with 23 yeah leads the league in hits triples RBIs 
Um, half of his RBIs came from us last week. So <laughs> that kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I mean, he's taking advantage and, you know, guys have to do that. We saw the Melonheads do that many times this year so far. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, Jason, Jason's also at the top of a bunch of different lists too. He's in like top five, top three in a lot of different. Yeah. Uh, second, second and average, third and on base, first and home runs, sixth and hits, second and RBIs. Yeah. He's, he's up there. First a lot. And home runs. He's got the most home runs in the league right now. Yeah. Only one with double digits. Yeah, we so, only had, we had three guys with double digits last year, and he's already there. Right. So yeah, I mean those those few guys kind of stood out to me, um, just at the quick eye test. Even though I don't look at the stats like you do every week, so yeah, I you know I like to look at the stats too, mainly because um, we we all vote on who our all stars are going to be, and I kind of like to I get bored sometimes at work or. Or like before work when you know my daughter wakes up early well, and don't let TCI hear about that. And no, uh, it's all right. It's <laughs> only like on my like lunch breaks and you know oh, I okay. got I already watch I watch my videos and podcasts or whatever. So <laughs> when I get some time, I look at it. But I I, I like to make sure like I want to be ready for my for my all star picks and uh, it, it's just fun for me to look at and just to see who's doing well and yeah uh, I yeah. I've I mean been keep an eye on everybody. And I talked to Cole last week. I'm like, dude, the, uh, the all-star picks are going to be very hard this year. Uh, the awards are going to be very hard to pick this year. I mean, awards we talked, how many times have we talked about rookie of the year? And it's like every week, it's like, there's I, another rookie that's in the my conversation. Changed last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's five, six, seven guys rookies that could easily win rookie of the year right and it's insane uh but like you said you know john willenbrink is is up there after last week but yeah they're just uh quite a few guys i mean one guy that's really stood out to me we haven't seen him in in a while but he's up at the top of every category is ryan o'rear yeah um, so that's just uh oh. that's just off off my head Something I did look at when I was looking at um, John's stats, he has an 11 game hitting streak. Ooh, I, you know what? That is a good stat. So, like, maybe I, uh, I'll uh, do some homework for our next I episode. Think, and I think that is the longest that we have seen, even though I don't really keep track of it. But, like, uh, somebody else, I think Sam was close. There were a couple other guys that were close because uh, I just went through the guys that had the most hits. Um, but yeah, he has an 11 game hitting streak going on right now. Wow. I, you know, see, I, you said you're not a stack guy. That's not even a stat I ever, uh, I clicked considered. one guy and saw this. So. <laughs> but yeah. that's not something I ever would have noticed. It, that'd be, uh, I want to check that out on, maybe we'll, we'll put that on the, uh, on the record. Uh, is there still a record page? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, when, maybe we need to put that on there. Uh, longest hitting streak. I like that make note of that yeah yeah i wrote it down <laughs> 11, 11 games right now still going so we'll see what yeah. john can and, do the rest of the way and they've played how many uh they're 17 so they played 16 games yes so he wow. could end on a 12 game hitting streak for the regular season so yeah that's a very imp very impressive wow yeah all right um i'm just gonna go you know down a couple of these lists, just kind of the main categories here real quick. Uh, we've kind of hit on them, but uh, batting average, <laughs> Ryan Brown, 
Holy cow. Uh, 564. The only one hitting over 500. Uh, that's It's almost impossible. I'll try to uh, knock that down a little bit this week, though. That'd be uh, nice. Get him back on everybody's playing level. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then Jason is behind him with uh, 478. Ryan Arrear with 442. And then John Willenbrink at 439. And then everyone else is under three or under 400. But still quite a few guys in 300s compared to last year when there was like hardly anybody. Three rookies in there. That's, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Two, three of the top four are rookies. That's and not the top three pick rookies. Like these are all Correct. guys that later. So that is, yeah. Cool. Wow. Very true. Yeah. Not, and none of them were in the, that conversation realm. Right. Good that's point. Pretty, pretty crazy. Um, on base percentage, Ryan Brown, 614. That's, I mean, that's insane. Uh, Ryan Arrear, 554. Jason, 547. And Sam, 524. So four Brown, guys over 500. Ryan Brown only has five walks. That's so, impressive. Five walks with that big of an on base percentage is. Yeah, that is impressive. Uh, but one of the stats that I like the most, especially when you look at um, it, it's when you look at like how many games they've played and you kind of average it out. But um, yeah. I love looking at the the hits category. Um, you know, John Wilbrink's played the most games out of, I guess, uh, almost, well, besides, Tony, I guess, Tony and Andrew, but uh, more than the rest of the, of the teams. But John has 29 hits. Ryan O'Rear has 23. Ryan Brown has 22. The top four guys are all rookies with the most hits. We're, we're, doing, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the veterans should have a few more than them. But yeah, uh, the one that I'm surprised about the most, though, Cole is only at 19. Uh, he's at season seventh. Uh, taking a step back, you know, Cole is eighth in average um eighth and on base and 10th and home runs i just made my lists longer i didn't realize i could do that oh yeah up to 15 <laughs> yeah, that's what i just did <laughs> yeah i got mine on 10 but and i i printed it out because i'm a nerd uh made it easier for me but yeah wow uh that that's just a surprising step for me um and then, yeah, like we said, Jason, the only one with over 10 home runs. I think I think there's going to be a, a few people that hit over 10, though. Uh, I agree. Ryan Arrear has eight. Jordan has seven. John has seven. But John only has one game left. Yeah, Sam, Sam led our league in home runs last year, and he only has six. Missing two games uh, for some melon heads. He four, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, four games. Yeah. So that definitely hurt him in, in like the home run race, uh, defending that title, but um, still has just, six. I still me, think he'll get me, 10. Let me shout out one guy here with six home runs. The guy yep, that I know, I already know who you're talking about because I was going to bring him up in, on the next category. Oh, well, I'm going to bring him up right now. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. The guy that wasn't even drafted, we had to call and, and get him to sign, and Doug was amazing and, and made this happen. But Greg Thornton with six bombs tied with Ryan Brown, Spencer Bogad, Sam Skibby, like just crushing the ball right now. So yeah. I'm so glad Greg got in the league and stayed with us. And 
absolutely he's done for the mojo so yeah oh absolutely and you know that goes into my to my next category was uh, was rbis and you know he's been near the top the whole entire year um he's fourth in rbi tie actually tied for third with tony cochran both have 20 20 rbis on a guy that you know wasn't drafted wasn't drafted and we like that, that we all were in a fluster when that happened trying to figure um, something out there, yeah there was things that happened in the draft that no one else saw that all of us were like we didn't see this happening and we were trying to make something work that deal that doug had made to get uh greg was talked about and discussed before the end of that draft even happened before his pick because right. he, we knew he wanted his son and it, it was going to come down to a tough decision between a couple of guys on, Hey, do we take our, like our, our good friends or like, how can we make this work to where we can keep everybody in here? And Doug right. was like the first one to say, he's like, let me pick my son. And then I will, he can take my spot. We'll call him right away and, and we'll get him in here. So a good job by Doug for sure. But yeah. John Wilmbrink leads in, in RBIs at 28, Jason with 24, and those two guys are 20. That's just insane. Yeah, Greg is, to go back to Greg, Greg is seven for his last 20. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's been on fire. He's been hitting fire. the crap out of the ball, and it's been fun to watch, too. He brings a lot of energy and excitement, too, which is perfect for that Mojo team. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, we'll go on, on before we hit pitching is uh, – me and you were talking about this, uh, uh, I think, like, right before we started recording, but our putouts, you know, I lead with 20. Uh, you are in second with Jason at 19. And that hurts a little bit now that you, uh, you're you not going to get any more fielding time. Let's see. I played two, four, six, eight, ten games. Ten games, 19 putouts. That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> but. Cole's right there at 18, too, and then a couple other guys are right behind us. But uh, our defense has been – there's been a lot of really good defensive plays this year. I think Jason's done a good job highlighting some of those plays in the um, in the highlight videos. Yeah. And um, there's been some some bloopers as well. My team's had a few, and uh, I know there's been quite a few coming around, but there's just been a lot of really good plays. We've seen quite a few guys rob home runs, too, which is – been very exciting yes ryan hicks had an amazing play last week that i mean he came out of like third base to center field and yeah flew through the sky that was a great play yeah that that award's going to be tough to pick too with uh with the gold hands award so yeah all right josh let's go on to pitching real quick anybody stick out to you in particular like kind of like we did with the hitting um not really you know like the hitting there are a few guys especially rookies that were at the top that surprised me um looking at wins i mean tony's leading the league tony cochran with the thunderbirds was seven seven and oh on the mound as a rookie pretty pretty good yeah no one else even close jordan's close with six he has six wins um but does have a loss ryan arrear has five wins and then andrew and sam have four and then a couple of us with three. Yeah, I mean, he's got them, him and Ryan O'Rear. Tony and Ryan O'Rear have the most innings pitched at 33. Um, 
what do you off the top of your head do you know our our uh 55 innings no one's gonna get close to that yeah no with that will get fixed next year we were that was planning on on uh us playing more innings and we didn't really know that's so that's good thing you know with year number one we had we had flaws and we you know kind of fixed them and and then with change comes more flaws and you know we see it and it'll i think next year i think it'll be a lot more cleaner on all of the the xx rules like that one yeah i think we'll have to stop relooking at everything i mean i'm sure there'll be stuff here and there but yeah not as much as the first two years you gotta go through the, the, the the chinks in the lane or in the ring and uh you know get through it all so but yeah um those two guys at the top i mean rookies again I, that that's i guess that's the thing there's a lot of rookies at the top of everything again so yeah yeah it's and it's been led by tony uh especially being seven and oh on the mound and that's it's a, holy that's a big uh yeah he leads in strikeouts as well. Uh, well look at look at him and andrew so ace one and ace one a b or whatever you want to call it yeah Tony was 77, Andrew was 76. Like, yeah. that's why the Thunderbirds are sitting where they're at at 13 and three. And, and <laughs> you look at it too, Tony's got a 1.7 earn run average, and Andrew's got a 3.03. So it's like they're, neither of them are letting up runs. And then, not even on my list is John Willenbrink, who the past two uh series that they have played has said hey i can pitch too and he's throwing upper 80s and just dealing oh, yeah. and it's yeah. been phenomenal for them yeah i mean for them to have their spot secured and with andrew missing last week like for john to get that time on the mound um you know he's, he's probably not going to get a ton the rest of the way um you know with with playoffs coming up and Tony yeah. and Andrew being on the ma- the mound. So um, it was great to see him and to, to shine a little bit on the mound for, for the Thunderbirds. Yeah. I think, I think next year uh, he might get some more time on the mound and it's only going to be uh, good news for whether it's the Thunderbirds or someone else. Um, depending. I, I think it depends on how much he wants to throw, but uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a three-headed monster with those three and and maybe there's a, a closer role which we've never seen before. So that would be very interesting. I would love to see it. I want to see a closer. Like I want somebody to be a closer. I wish I could do it, but uh I like hey, that's what I limit myself to next year. It's just an end. No. Uh, there you go. I gotta come back. I gotta come back for the Empire on the map. <laughs> there, there. We need some help. Hey, you guys, like I said, you guys, if you were if you were uh healthy and you pitched this year. Um, it's a whole different team, um, a whole different dynamic for, for the empire. And right. you lost a lot of close games early on. And with you pitching, I think you probably win a lot of those games too. So, and then it for allows, sure. it allows Sam to pitch in your second game. And then it allows Jimmy to not have to be fully relied on in a full game because we've right. seen instances where he throws two to three shutout innings. And then all of a sudden it falls apart. If you have three pitchers like that, yeah. yeah. So it's definitely, uh, definitely good news if, if that could happen. But for sure, um, we talked about wins. Uh, the ERA though, Jordan Smith, um, 
has just been phenomenal this year. Like I said, he's six and one on the mound, uh, but he's uh, his ERA is 0.43. Two earned runs. Two earned runs. Should have had three, but one got caught up in the freaking wind. I'm still mad about that. Uh, <laughs> that was the best ball I hit on if it just hit a little too high. Uh, but Sam Skibby, 1.68. Tony, a 1.70, and I'm right there behind them with a 2.15. Um, maybe I'll try to knock that down the rest of the way, but uh, I don't think anyone is going to catch Jordan, especially no. with him missing this week. And uh, he's just been lights out on the mound this year. It's been it's been crazy to watch. He's played less games. Oh, I guess I guess technically him and Tony have pitched in the same amount of games. They both they're both they both pitch in seven games. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Tony got thirty-three innings. Jordan's got thirty-two. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, one, one. So one less inning for Jordan, and they had the same number of strikeouts. Both at seventy-seven at the top of that board, uh, and like you <laughs> said, Andrew Nichols at seventy-six, and then Ryan O'Rear is seventy-five, and then I'm at sixty-three. So I'm I'm gaining on them, and. And you have two less games than them too, so exactly. Um, I mean, my strikeout numbers speak for themselves. I think I am. I think I'm one away career, so including playoffs from 300, and I think I'm like 11 away from like 250 in um, the regular season. You have a career of 299 strikeouts. Yep, I knew that. Yeah, that's with including playoffs. Uh, if you look at the regular season, um, I think it's 11. You're at 244. 244. So yeah, even closer. Look at that. I only need uh, 244. So I only need uh, six more to get to 250. I think that happened this week. That's impressive, sir. Hey, thank you. Trying to, trying to take over Sam Skibby because he had the most strikeouts last year. Oh, he's at career 293. So I'm a little bit higher. Look at that. Who I plays like earlier next week? Do you guys both? I said, who plays earlier next week? Who, who's going to get it first? I have a six o'clock game. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be cool. a cool little record for myself there. I yeah. I think I've earned it. Uh, yeah, you can have one of them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but another great stat that I like looking at is the oppo- opponent's batting average. Um, guys are only hitting um, .058 against Jordan. So they're not really yeah, hitting. No one's hitting. Uh, <laughs> and then second place actually really surprises. It doesn't surprise me because he's pitched so well this year. Uh, he's had a couple like late game um, – he, he's like lost and like late in the game, like last, right, game, last walk pitch, off home run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a 151 average against Ryan O'Rear. That's 18 little hits. Yeah. That's, I mean, he, he's one guy where you look at the stats and yeah, he's towards the top. I mean, he has five wins and I think he has two losses like in like the last inning of a game. Uh, but he's up there in strikeouts. He's top four in strikeouts. Uh, top five in era he's a guy that like you look at and you're like oh he's towards the top but he's so close to being at the top of every category like a couple more pitches 
couple different pitches and he could be right. right at the top. But I'm right behind him with uh, like just one point hot, like one point higher, 152, and then Tony Cochran, 167. So a lot of guys that are, are pitching very well this year. Um, but even the guys that aren't at the top of those lists, like really have, have just surprised me. And I think a lot of guys, I think pitching is in good hands for Mo with, you know, in the future. For sure. Yeah. And like, I know it's kind of going off topic and we kind of mentioned it, but rookie of the year is going to be very hard to pick. Yeah. But whoever wins rookie of the year could very well be the MVP of this season too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, could. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be surprising to see who gets MVP votes and rookie of the year votes. And, you know, if is, is there a rookie that, wins um wins like a, a pitching or hitting award but doesn't win rookie of the year i think that could happen as well yes yeah so i mean it's gonna be very wild to see five weeks i'm excited yeah five these last five weeks definitely gonna be very very exciting all right josh last topic let's switch it up let's go to our team stats. And yeah. I want can you I'm looking at it. What's up? How, how about you you look up last year? So 2021. Okay. And oh, I need to filter all teams here because I lost my browser before we started. <clears throat> you want and, to do, yeah, just never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna start with um hitting categories. Um this is fun. Me and Adam talked about this uh, on our on a couple uh, one of our first couple episodes, and I think we didn't really have a big sample size. It was just early on that we wanted to talk about it, but I think even now that we're towards the end of the season, it's going to be I feel like a lot different compared when you look at this year compared to last year. So yeah. we'll start with our, our team batting average. And dang, I had one that had a league average, but I lost it. I was on a different page. Uh, the Melonheads lead in team average 399. So almost hitting 400 as a team. What was the highest team average last year? Pretty much double that 215 or less than double that 215, the Mambas. 215 last year. And there's only one, two, there's three teams this year that are under 215, and one of them is at 214. So, two more teams. We did teams. something right, Cam. We did something yeah, right. We, we definitely did. I mean, this is just – it's fun to see. Uh, like I said, the Melonheads, 399. Thunderbirds, 306. The Mambas, you said they were at what last year? 215. 215, they're at 283 this year. The Archers are at 261. The Mojo's 229. Your team, the Empire, 214. The Pilots at 191. And, and my team, the Bombers, oh, 184, baby. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. that's a big part on, on me and uh, my struggles that have brought our average way, way down. That's crazy. I did not see you guys being at the bottom. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's probably the surprise of the batting average is, you know, a, we're, uh, I believe we're five and five right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, five and five, and we're hitting 184. (laughs) We've had two walk off. And you've only scored 22 runs. Hey, we have two walk-off home runs, <laughs> and th- those are big. Uh, we've scored four. I mean, we played four more games than you, but we scored forty-five runs. We we've already we've almost scored double the amount of runs. We've we uh, faced a lot of tough pitching. Though, uh, too, you have, and, oh, geez, that's crazy. And we've we've seen a lot of guys, uh, a lot of teams face, you know, some some different pitching uh, than they're like than they're used to, you know. It, it, like we, we've said this before, Doug did a fantastic job filling in with Sam and Josh gone, uh, but the Melonheads were just able to hit them. But I would much rather watch that game all day than teams get walked all day. It was more fun. Uh, you saw guys hit the ball, and it made these averages go up. So that's, that's good news too. Yeah. Um, on base percentage, what was the highest last year? Three sixty nine with the Mambas. Three sixty nine. So. A little bit lower. Uh, I mean, I was going to say overall, but I guess this is still pretty good because I was the highest. Uh, highest this year is 473. Um, four, that is the Mountainheads again. The Thunderbirds, 415. The Mambas at, at 392. Everybody else in the 300s besides the Bombers, we are at 285. What was the what was the lowest last year? Uh, two seventy four, which was Empire was pretty much at the bottom of every hitting category last what was, year. What was the bottom of the batting average? Uh, Empire at one hundred and three. Yikes! So, yeah, so still a big difference from this year to last year. So it definitely yeah. does show that we are are doing something right. Yes. Um, what do you think? Any other hitting categories? I mean. I think the uh, – Where are we at on home runs? Yeah, that's a good one. Let's go with home runs because hits, it's all going to be different because obviously yeah. there's more uh, adding the lob pitch and everything. But let's look at home runs because that was one I was very interested to start the year. I thought there would be a lot of home runs, and this will kind of be a, a good test to see. So uh, The top last year was Mamas, of course, with 28. Wow. The melon heads right now have 27. And this is with 20, we played 20 games last year in the regular season. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and we we're still not even at five weeks left. Right. We're not even at the, we're only playing 17 this year. So three less games and nobody's reached the maximum number of games. So that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. What is the, the lowest last year? Empire had eight. Eight and the pilots right now have seven. That's awesome. So That's yeah, sweet. very exciting to see. But like Mamba's 20, Mojo 19, Thunderbirds 19, Archer 17, Empire 11, Bombers 10. So home run numbers way up, which that's the one we want to see. And Jason's done a good job with those uh with those highlight videos showing all the home runs and all the awesome replays of the home runs as well. Right. Let's let's go to pitching because 
hitting stats, I mean, it's all going to be very similar when it, these are all going to be way different. Yeah. This is, this is exciting because last year was so dominant in, um, in pitching and this year there's been dominant pitching, but there's also been a lot more hitting. So Josh, let's go. I want to ask, who do you think is the earn run average leader this year? Which team do you think has the best ERA? Uh, I'm going to go you guys. No. We're fourth. We're fourth. Oh. But the, it's gotta be archers. The archers at 246. So two two point four six. What was the highest last year? Or the I guess the lowest. Best, yeah. Uh Empire, meaning Jordan at two point oh six. Yeah. So I mean that's still very close. And yeah. and the key there to both of those, well, I mean, you were a big key last year, but yeah, Jordan is in both of those, <laughs> top of both of those. Very impressive for Jordan. Thunderbirds right behind them at like 2.72. And then Mamba's at 310. Uh, what was the highest ERA last year? Team ERA. Pilots. Pilots? Why are the pilots on here? Or no, that's oh, right. Because they were the dingers. Yeah, pilots. 6.14. 6.14. The pilots this year. Uh, a big key to Brett not being there, but 9.58, but they are not at the bottom of this list. They're not at the bottom of the ERA and they only have one win. Yeah. You want to take a guess at who, uh, who has the highest? Empire. <laughs> yeah. yeah 10.63. If you're watching on YouTube, Josh is putting his head down. Uh, <laughs> But it's really uh, different. You know, you see a two, a three, four, six, eight, nine, ten. Like every team is like one number, one number down. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, a lot of guys missing time too. Missing time. And then, you know, if you struggle finding the zone, you got to yeah. throw a lob pitch or put guys on. Like that's just obviously going to add up to your ERA. So, yeah, let's let's look at walks. Because this is a category we changed the rule this year. Uh, so there's been a lot less walks. Um, what was the highest number of walks last year? You mean lowest? I, I, was, I was going highest first, but it don't matter. Either well, the one. top of the list is what you're okay. saying. Sure. I was uh, going at the bottom. I started at the bottom this time. This was the only pitching category that the Bombers led. And that was base walks at 77. 77 and that was the lowest <laughs> that was the lowest number of walks last year uh, this year the empire oh the highest 59 the lowest is the archers they've only allowed 21 walks so that's that's pretty good yeah and like now that i'm thinking about some of these pitching records especially the team pitching records from last year, I could see being on the record books forever. Forever. We almost need like a an asterisk. 
a different <laughs> era, a different era. Right. Yeah. Once we get all these rules kind of finalized and, and just ironed out, like that's when we should set the new era of record book, just test yeah. two different ones or whatever. Yep. I like hitting, that. That's a great idea. It's going to be greatly skewed. Yes. Um, yeah. With the law pitch now installed. And then obviously just the different pitch with obviously the, the law pitch for pitching that's going to mess everything up too. So. Yep. All right. Let's do, let's do two more categories and then we'll wrap up here. Uh, let's start with, let's start with home runs. Um, Josh, who do you think has led up the least amount of home runs as a team? Archers. Archers are in third. There's oh. eight, which is very surprising. That is surprising. But, but I think there's, Rory. There's, yeah, Rory's yeah. let up a few. Um, I guess. You guys? He's really been, has Rory really given up 11? That seems like a lot. Because only him and Jordan have pitched, right? I think so. Wow. Uh, one and two are tied. The Bombers and the Mambas only giving up 10. Yeah, Mambas with Jackson and Ryan. Like, if Jackson's there, like, yeah, yeah for sure. Cole has done well, too. Uh, Empire last year only gave up eight. Wow. Impressive. Thank you. Giving up 25 this year. We don't have to talk about this year. And the Mojo, 24. So, and not bad. But cool to see the home runs. Uh, all right, let's talk about it. this one's fun because this is probably the best pitching category. Uh, let's end it with strikeouts. What was the highest number of strikeouts last year? Holy and granted, this is this is a lot of different rules. And, and there's only two strikes last year. Uh, it was us, the Empire, at 323. Wow. I mean, me and Jordan, like, you didn't want to face the – like, pitching-wise from the other team to pitch against the Empire, they're like, yeah, let's go, because Empire couldn't hit worth a crap. Yeah. But to face us was not fun, me Correct. and Jordan back-to-back. Like, so. Yeah. Nope, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> this year, right now, the Thunderbirds have 164. Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's like half. cut in half. What was, what was the lowest last year? Uh, Pilots. So Dingers last year at 244. And they're at 53 this year. Whoa. So very different. Yeah, for sure. Very, very different. Um, that was fun to do. I like that part. Yeah. You know, if you're not a big stack guy, you might not love this episode, but I had a lot of fun with it because um i love stats i'm a i'm a baseball and football nerd and uh i i thought what a what a great time you know coming up to the end of the season where we can kind of just run through here because the next couple episodes are going to be filled with we have playoffs coming up we have a tournament coming up which i'll talk about here in a second um we have uh, a world championship coming up we have a lot of Big time wiffle ball coming up here in the next two months. Uh, really, yeah, there's there's two months from tomorrow until wiffle ball. Well, I guess we might go a little bit later. Um, yeah. But so really, a, like two months and like a week or two until wiffle ball is done for the year. But in those two two months, there's going to be a lot of content. 
Um, I hope everyone is watching our playoff race and is excited as about it as we are. Um, just let's talk about our this tournament real quick. Yeah. Um, September 3rd, Mo Whiff is partnering with um, Game Time Tournaments. One of our they're, awesome sponsors. Yeah, they're a fantastic spot. Fantastic sponsor. Um, and, you know, me, Jason, and you have really put together this tournament. And Jason's done a lot of good work getting us a field. And uh, you created the um, the registration form. And I created the um, the picture. Like, I mean, right. it's – but it, the three of us sat down together – or, well, we sat down, but um, – really put in a lot of work to to make this happen one for our team to qualify for the world tournament and uh two it's just a good i think it's going to be a good thing to get more eyes on the league and more guys involved hopefully you know if you have friends get them out get a team all you need is three guys uh you know i have buddies coming from um minnesota and oh. you know trent steffes is going to come oh. play with me uh, oh. very excited um we're not sure on a full team yet i'm waiting to talk to my guys to see you know the bombers what we kind of want to do we might uh separate a little bit into two different teams because i know nick has a friend that wants to play um but i had a, a good conversation Ooh, is mr bone coming out of retirement for this like oh, that, that would be fun i would love that Come on let's go i would love that uh okay, yeah you know, we, i gotta bring that up to him on thursday um <laughs> I had a good conversation with a friend of mine uh, that lives on the East coast that is trying to get a team together. Uh, he wants to get reps before uh, their playoffs start. And uh, that'd be big. I said, yeah, Hey man, come on down. I'll show you the town afterwards and we'll have a good time. Uh, yeah. I think but, what I'm most excited about is, you know, hopefully seeing some of the guys that don't get their time on the mound or. And that's the biggest, that's the right. biggest thing that I'm taking away maybe from this. For them to, you know, showcase what they can do for maybe their free agency coming up or to show their team captain, like I can do this. So that's what I'm most excited about. So I'm hoping those guys that are like their second guy or third or fourth guy on the, yep. the pitching list for their team to, to come out and showcase what they can do. Yeah. You're almost using it as like another tryout basically. And, Absolutely. but you're getting in game experience. You're not getting uh, just the tryout feel it's more in game situation. So you get to pitch against live hitters, guys trying to win games. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot less pressure because like right now, you know, especially late in the season, you know, you can't really, and especially our division, the whole entire season, we can't afford to really get guys in games because, right. you know, we have to win games and it's hard to take a chance on a guy that uh, you don't really know can throw or throw strikes. And um, this would be a great opportunity to show that. And it's a great opportunity to learn and figure stuff out. Uh, yeah. You know, guys like Adam and, and Ryan Hicks who are, getting better on the mound we've seen them improve i want to see is, ryan throw more this is a perfect opportunity for you if you're one of those guys uh to get more experience and get more playing time and get more time on the mound if you need a team let us know shoot me a text uh whatever um and if you uh, don't want to play come come hang out with me 
Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Josh be hanging out. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I think that um, I think we'll have I think we'll probably have the 12 teams. I mean, if, even if we don't, it, it's not a big deal. But um, I know a lot of guys have said they're interested and want to. And once they kind of know more information about it, I think they'll start signing up. I don't know how many teams we have signed up right now. Um, only a couple, but I, I know there is a lot more interest and they're just kind of waiting for other pieces to fall and who exactly are the teams are going to be. Yeah. Um, Cause I know we'll probably my, like I have like two kind of teams. I have enough guys for two teams right now. Right. So, yeah. And I mean, this is our first taste of putting on something like this. So hopefully as the years go on, this can be something uh, staple throughout wiffle season and have guys come from all over yeah that was going to be kind of my next thing is i think next year um and going forward years in advance this could be a a tournament we do every year it could be fun you know uh just to get guys interested get new guys in the league and like you said get guys from out of town to come in have a good time um well you know we have the venues we have the players we have everybody willing to pitch in and have fun and uh, i'm really excited so if you if you haven't signed up yet or if you don't have a team uh get with guys text the group chat in the the league group chat or your team or whatever uh just because your captain is not going doesn't mean you can't go um it's open yeah, to everybody you captain so, of your own team. yep captain your own team if you don't want to be yeah just let somebody know and and it's also a good time to mix teams up if you if there's guys that you want to play with like you join the league with your friends good time to do it Right, um, and because it, it's just for fun, um, and it's cheap. It's only twenty five dollars. Twenty five. If you haven't signed up, as a team. Twenty five dollars is a team. That's a steal, especially for this first year. Three game guarantees. Is that what we decided on? I, I think so. Three. I think it's three. Three pools or a pool of three. So you play each team once, and then you get bracket play after yep. that. Yeah, single elimination after that. It'll be it'll be a good time, uh, and then we can all hang out and just learn more about football. Yeah, it's a great time to learn. So, thanks guys for sticking around with us, Josh. Any last words before we uh, sign off? No, I mean keep tuning in. Um, uh, you'll be hearing my voice a lot since I can't play. There you go. Um, trying to get back into it. You know, it's just kind of been a struggle for me with the surgery and getting back in with everything. So um move over dan mclaughlin josh rogers is coming in coming for your job dan <laughs> yeah. so, he's the yeah. best he's the best <laughs> so yeah i'm just i'm excited for the playoff race man i'm excited to see how it all folds out um yeah let's get Absolutely. at it and uh thanks for uh sticking in here with me josh in place of adam this week uh yeah. adam hopefully we'll be back next week but you know we might have some guests on in the future and uh, we will see what we can do. We will be back in two weeks for episode 15. And uh, that's all I got. We will see you guys next time. See ya.